Good morning and welcome to today's podcast. Um, lots happened. I made a couple of recordings already this, well, not this morning, but yesterday morning. And um, wasn't super happy with any of them because I was just in a funk. And I don't need to broadcast that out to everybody, um, my funkiness. And so today, um, instead, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be talking about what I would be spending my time on if uh, if I would have complete control, which, te- excuse me, technically I do have complete control, so uh, we'll see where this takes me. But um, first thing I would be doing is I'd be spending more time, um, I would be spending a lot more time working with students about, uh, hold on just a second. Sorry. Uh, I would be spending time celebrating students. And part of the reason I say this is because right now I feel like I'm spending the majority of my time, and I understand why. I'm not suggesting that we shouldn't spend time on students that are struggling. Definitely not. But I feel like there's a finite amount of attention that exists in any given building. And what we're doing right now is we're spending all of our time, all of our energy, focused on students that are struggling and we don't really have much left as a system anyways we don't have much left in regards to celebrating our students I mean I'm thinking about the only things that we have set up to be able to celebrate our students and I know not all schools even have this uh, but we have an academic assembly that we do so we celebrate academics in that way and we also have a couple of uh, assemblies centered around sports But even then, it's not about celebrating the students' accomplishments in sports. It's really about just celebrating the sport in general. So, you know, you could easily make make the uh, uh, argument that we're not really celebrating those students. Uh, We're also not celebrating on an individual way like we do with our academic um, assembly. And that's a system, right? So one of the things that while over the summer I was working and I was trying to think about things that I would change, what would I do if I were in charge kind of a thing. And one of the things that really, really seemed important to me, and I haven't had a chance to be able to try this, uh, mostly because I have a boss and I haven't done a very good job of convincing my boss at the time. Uh, uh, Now my new one, the one I have currently, I think I could convince him to do this, but Again, it's very precarious because the realities are if uh, if all of a sudden there were some discipline matters going on, I wouldn't be able to do it. So, um, but anyways, uh, what I wanted to do is center around uh, some of the things that I, uh, I'm good at and that I feel like I could share with my students. Um, and... One of those is cooking, and I would really love to be able to, I've even talked to the leadership teacher about this, and he graciously um, said, you know, like, he reminded me the other day, hey, remember you talked about this, and I think it's great, but, you know, so far we've only talked about it. In other words, you know, you haven't done this, dude. Um, It was a very nice way to be able to talk about it, but at any rate, uh, what I was planning on doing is making a lunch specifically for our leadership kids. And the reason why it was lunch is leadership happens fourth period, which is where 
lunch spans fourth period. And so it seemed like it would be a great time. And then, you know, we could have like little, um, little awards and stuff like that and thank yous and recognitions even within the class. And it would do two things. One, it would reinforce um, a lot of the work that he's doing inside of that leadership class. It would also reinforce the relationships that are building amongst those students. And it would give them something positive. I mean, if it ends up being an award that they can hang on their wall, all the better. Uh, because really, the, the things that these kids are doing is astounding. And stuff that I would never have done when I was in high school. I would never even thought of doing in high school. And a lot of these are doing, a lot of our students are doing this, even facing a lot of kinds of messed up problems that they have to deal with, which really, if you look back at it, really is life. That's the way life operates sometimes. Uh, I've been very blessed and lucky in my life where I haven't had a lot of those uh, difficulties. I mean, I there were a few while I was trying to get through school and trying to get my teaching certificate and stuff like that. But um, I've been very blessed lately um, in that uh, aside from battling small minor, uh, I call them small and minor, some might call them big, but I guess that's kind of the point is it all dependent on perspective. And since our students, the only reality they know is the reality that they're living really Excuse me. Ah, I really apologize for the sneeze. Uh, anyways, uh, sorry, apolog <laughs> apologies to the listeners. But anyways, uh, back to what I was saying. Um, it's really important that we recognize our students, that we spend time on the students that are doing good, because if all we do is spend our time on students that are struggling, then really what kind of culture are you really building? And it's a mountain that you'll never get to the top of. Um, and what I'm talking about is, you know, a lack of balance. Because I'm not saying that all we should be doing is spending our time uh, celebrating the students that are doing really well. Um, I think that there's something to be said about taking time to be able to do some things for our students that are really struggling that's important, um, but so is recognizing the students that are putting all this work in, and a lot, oftentimes they feel like they go through school invisible. They have no idea how impressed their teachers are because their teachers are too busy focused on other things, and it's something I've noticed, um, and it's kind of the reason why I'm talking about this uh, in this podcast of what would I be doing if I could even though it's kind of a misnomer, even though I believe I have the power to be able to do what it is that I, I think I should be doing. Um, it's just, I'm not, I'm not doing it right now. And so if this podcast is what I need to be able to change that, then so be it. Uh, let's see. The next item was coaching practices with teachers. Um, that's another, my next thing. And I, I tried to do these in order of importance. Uh, I believe that the teacher coaching is key, and it's not because I think that I have all the answers. There's a lot of administrators out there that believe that that's how you improve teachers, is you're the person with all the answers, and you give those answers. 
And as long as you're giving those answers and they're listening, they're going to be able to do these things. And that can be true sometimes in, with certain teachers, but it's not, it's not universally true. Um, because to say that I don't have a certain amount of expertise that I could impart to a new teacher and uh, help them be able to improve, that would be wrong to say that I, that, that I didn't have that. <coughs> and I could do that and, and be successful. But the reality is, is um, it becomes short-lived unless there's some sort of a process that allows a teacher to take ownership to that piece, that this is somehow something that they themselves believe in and that they're trying to make adjustments on. Um, you get a lot more mileage if, uh, if, if the inquiry, so to speak, is coming from them. And it's very similar to our students. Uh, we get a lot more mileage or a lot more motivation and follow through if what we're working on with a kid is something that comes from them. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't guide it in some way or that we somehow, you know, like we talk about certain things so it, it causes a level of inquiry within their own minds. For sure, we can do those things. And in a way, some people will, will see this uh, this conversation as this fluffy, just, you're not, yeah, this fluffy sort of way of dealing with teacher improvement, but it's not fluff. It's the only way I've seen teachers actually improve. Um, and the reason I say that is because you'll find out when you have board members, school board members, they want data. You have uh, district level people. I have very few district level people in my district because it's so small, but I've worked in bigger districts and they want data. Um, because that's how they're measuring whether or not the programs that they're doing or whether or not what they're doing is is being successful. And then the, it gets to principals. Well, they report to everybody else above them, so they want data too, but they also want actual improvement. And then there's teachers who just want improvement because they want to be good at their jobs. And so... The first of all, the, the fact that there's such a large hierarchy, such a deep hierarchy instead of a wide hierarchy, um, because there's such a deep hierarchy there, there's a lot that gets lost moving from level to level, and there's a lot of issues that end up happening. And the realities are in today's world, you have to be nimble, you have to be quick, don't jump over a candlestick. <laughs> Sorry, that was a that was a dad jump right there. So um, you have to be nimble and quick and being able to adjust on, the, on a much more frequent level than what we currently have. Because right now, it seems like the only time we can make adjustments to policies and procedures and things that we're trying is at the year mark. There's none of this, oh, we're, we're getting this taken care of partway through the year or re reassessing and I understand some of that is the amount of work that goes into creating some of these systems um, and and not having, I mean, if you abandon something really, really fast, that could be problematic. Uh, and so it's not about that. What I mean is when teachers 
are making adjustments in their classroom. They're trying to make these adjustments and and to affect change in there. And they need an extra pair of eyes. That's really what I'm trying to get at. I know I kind of flew off a bit there, but uh, they need an extra pair of eyes to be able to help them. Um, of uh, ears to listen to them and a voice to be able to reflect on whatever it is that they're trying to improve. And so often parts or all of that breaks down with our current setup. Uh, if you have what I would call a, a an administrator who's playing scared, which I mean, I fully attest to the fact that right now I'm kind of playing scared. And so I, I know this myself, um, but if you're playing scared, you have a tendency to require things that aren't as important. And if you look at energy within your system or energy within your, uh, within your people, uh, that you'll notice you have a finite amount of energy. And if you waste all of your energy on meaningless movement or meaningless, uh, uh, metrics, then you're going to run into a lot of problems. Uh, you won't have any energy left for the things that truly matter that could probably move the needle the furthest for kids. And one of the things that is a highlight as far as our school um, is, for example, we have a state metric, uh, on-time graduation. And if you look at my school's report card, our on-time graduation isn't super stellar. But we we handle that because what's different about ours compared to others is we are spending a lot of our time trying to connect our students to programs outside of our school uh, that are behind. And some of those programs never request transcripts from us or they're able to work off of unofficial transcripts, so they never do an official request for a transcript. And because the official request for the transcript doesn't come through, that student counts against our, um, our on-time graduation count. And if they do uh, go into a program and they transfer into a program and they ask for, um, oh, what do you call it? Uh, the official transcripts, then we also don't get credit for that kid graduating because technically the other program is what got them over the finish line. And so in a way, you don't, that's an unseen kind of credit that you're not getting. You're, you don't get credit for, for connecting a kid and getting them across that finish line in, in some way, whatever way it takes. And we have quite a few that we connected in the past. Um, and there was, there's no reporting that. There's no way to be able to easily just point to it and say, yes, our school was able to get these kids connected and across the finish line. That normally, if we would have just let things go, they would have ended up dropping out of school and that they actually wouldn't have gotten a graduation. And so there's no metric for that. And no matter what, and that's the problem with metrics, no matter what, you will be missing items like that. So what's more important to me is that we build our systems in a way where we have this overarching kind of ideal that we're trying to get to. And schools 
it should be obvious what our focus, what our vision is. And that's to get every single student to be able to not only graduate, but have the skills prepare to prepare them for life. And that's, that's what we've been tasked with. Now, things have shifted and changed because even though you might not get those skills right at that time, uh, there's a lot of resources um, that allow you to be able to get those skills afterwards. And yeah, man, I'm just, it doesn't matter. Even if I have a script, I'm, I'm all over the freaking place. So I hope that, that, that makes sense. There is a third thing that I'm, I would be into as far as, uh, what I'd be spending my time on if I could and the bulk of my time. So it would be celebrating students. It would be working with my teachers and then uh, program, program planning. And what I mean by that is if you look at school as being an opportunity to learn an opportunity or oppor- a set of opportunities for students, and then we try to create systems inside of those opportunities to increase the chances for success. And a big part of that is designing those opportunities. And right now I'm struggling trying to carve out the time to be able to go do all the planning that we need to do to be able to create these classes and these these coursework opportunities for students. And really what I did is I looked at our school and tried to figure out, well, what would set us apart? What would make us different than those schools around us? And my mind landed on, you know, we were, we're in the middle of a steam wing reconstruction. So we had a bond that went through and it was uh, all about steam, which was science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. And what that ended up doing is uh, it increased the size of our building by about six classrooms. Also pulled the, the teachers that are out in the portables into the building Uh, But that's when the project's finished. And what we've been trying to do is systematically, myself and the CTE director have been trying to figure out uh, the classrooms and pathways for our students so that, one, they have these, these employable skills, and two, there are lots of opportunities to be able to um, get, now dual credit is the wrong word, Really what it is is a choice credit. So they'll be able to choose between science or CTE credit or vocational education credit. And we're trying to increase those possibilities. Also the ideas to get them trained in a skill before they leave high school that can either put them through college or can be a viable career that they're going into. And one of those is like our biotech class. And I have an, a teacher who's on fire, absolutely excited about the program that he's trying to build. Um, the problem is, is getting the right number of students in there. You know, like right now we don't think we have 10 that are in the program. And if there's any kind of fall off, I mean, you could imagine we're, we're not going to be able to run that program. And so I anticipate that as that program gets more and more established, the bigger and bigger it'll get. Um, But we won't know. And it's hard to be able to convince people who don't know that for sure. So uh, dealing with the board on that can be difficult. 
and uh, other people at the district level. Not not as difficult as if I were in a bigger district, though. Um, and I have good people above me. So I, we're working to try to get this to happen. And we've done a number of things. Uh, my teachers have worked crazy hard. Um, I've worked with the, the program manager at the district level, uh, the CTE program manager, to try to create these classes and get the courses uh, approved by the state and all this other stuff. Uh, and we're excited about where it could go. But I haven't been able to spend the time I need to to be able to truly sit down and plan these things out. And the other problem is, and this is one of those reality problems, one of the problems is also our school. The number of students that we have is pretty low, and so we're not able to offer a wide range of programs yet because you'll run out of students really, really fast, especially if your bulkier students aren't interested in any of the programs that you're offering. And so there's this balance between student interest and making sure you're getting the right courses and getting the right teachers in those courses and getting the people actually certified that can that have the expertise to be able to do these things also. And so there's there's all these moving pieces to it. And I love doing the work. It's just I get bogged down in investigations and uh, meeting with kids about their cell phone usage in classrooms. Uh, probably 90% of my time right now is being taken up with uh, attendance referrals. You know, like kids tardy too much to my class or kids skipping my class, which is still important, don't get me wrong. And uh, meeting with kids over a cell phone, you know, not putting it away or not handing it over when the teacher is asking for it. So. Those are the main things that I'm dealing with um, for the large part. And every once in a while, you'll have something crazy happen like last, like just yesterday, there was an accusation of somebody calling two other kids the N-word. And so that, uh, is, we take that very seriously. We have to investigate it in the moment. There's no waiting till tomorrow or anything like that. And so I was running around trying to get that taken care of, even though it wasn't a student in my alphabet, it didn't matter. The moment it is, uh, it is, uh, it's reported to me is the moment that I need to start working on it. So, and I have another investigation that I have to do that's similar, that's harassment. Uh, not sexual harassment, but just harassment in general. Somebody doing something repetitively, even though they've been asked not to. Um, and that one's especially messy because the, the kid who's being accused has been caught in numerous lies in the past <clears throat> and gotten away with a few because their parent comes in and backs them up no matter what, even though they've been caught in lies and the parents know that. And so all my, uh, you know, like everything has to be right. Otherwise I can't do anything. And then I send the wrong message to the person who reported the harassment because if nothing's done, they easily have that feeling of, well, then why did I report it? So all of that takes a lot of time um, and probably the majority of my time. And that's the frustrating part about my current job, because that is still an important part of my job and I can't give it up. Uh, I can't just make a decision. Oh, I'm going to only focus on these things, even though I know those things, if I focused on them, would improve our school vastly. Um 
I still have this other side where I'm doing all this other work. And it could be handled by getting a dean of students, for example. Unfortunately, uh, don't we're because of the programming that we already have, we don't have the money to be able to pay for a dean of students. And in order to get that money, we would have to stop doing some of the things that we're doing that are working. So it's... I mean, I, if you're an administrator and I'm talking to you, you already know about this, that these, these can be problems and these are the, op, the, the, the things that we have to work within um, and where we have to sit and think outside the box and really come up with solutions for. But um, yeah, that's my podcast for today. Uh, thank you for, for learning with me. Um, I'm not sure if you learned a lot. Uh, really, it was just me talking about what I'd prefer to do right now if I could. Uh, But yeah, um, I'll be talking to you tomorrow.